It's Faith in the Evening in the Afternoon, and Frank's over here jamming out on our live stream. What I love Frank? the music, man. It's great. Yeah, great well, stuff. Well, the first time I introduced you to it, you're all like, man, that sounds just, that just sounds weird. I just don't like that. No, that was the old music that you first had. That was the old music. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that music. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one that gave us the lobotomy. Oh, goodness. <laughs> that is... It was bad. That is hilarious. Folks, I'm, uh, we're checking to make sure our feed is good before we continue on and do our official introduction for the show for recording purposes. But uh, I got to say, it is, it's a nice day outside, isn't it, Frank? It, it is. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, the one that gave us the oh, lobotomy. There we are. <laughs> that is, okay. It was bad. That is hilarious. We sound good. Uh, Sounds real good. good. Oh, yeah. Well, good, good afternoon, everybody, and uh, welcome to Faith in the Evening right here live on Facebook. And, of course, those of you listening at home on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud, I'm Terrence. This is Frank. We're going to be diving into the book of James today. We completed our series on the dark side. Um, just make sure when you do your dive, it's, uh, it's almost... Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was... Uh, you know, the, the, personally, I, I got a lot out of the study of on the dark side. And I hope everybody did too. I hope everybody at least took away from that study um, to keep their eyes open and to understand when those type of attacks can happen. Exactly. And it can happen every day of every night. Um, every second of every day it happens. Yeah. What he you said. just, uh, you, you don't see it coming. And if you if you're not in the presence of the Lord, you know, at all times, keeping your mind on him, the devil knows that. And he knows when to throw you a curveball. And he, and, he, and he will. And it starts with those pebbles. It starts with those uh, those just stones and walls and boulders yep. and everything you can think of. But, yep. you know, we do have some people and I'm glad you're watching our live stream. So that way we can see if people are commenting and kind of keep up with who's joining our, our podcast here. Um, but we have a book here. We're going to have a contest before the end of the show this afternoon. We're only going to be on here for about an hour, approximately. Um, I've got to be at work at 2 p.m. Frank is on call with his company, and this is we've had some crazy weeks here lately between work and and different things of that nature. It's well, just been, it's been well work. We we can usually work around our schedules, yeah. but then all of a sudden, um, my son got the flu, oh. so we were at home with that for a week. Couldn't do anything there. And then, not last Saturday before last, he fell at home and literally ripped the front of his nose almost off. It I broke his nose. Pictures, yeah. He had eight stitches in his nose. It, it was horrible. So he was at home again for another week recovering from that. So we couldn't ever get together. But, and then, of course, this Thursday with your work schedule, it's just, I mean, it's just happens it's, but it's, we always make a time for the lord no matter and, what and it's definitely something that we try to do and i'm i'm glad frank can be here and i'm glad that we can um, <sighs> give this giveaway again it's called uh, unashamed by lecrae now some of you may remember lecrae uh, as a rapper a rap artist who gave his right. life to christ and began a ministry continuing to use rap as a as a platform but from a Christian point of view. So it's it's a great book. It's a great read. We're going to be giving that away at the end of our program. So be sure to watch, like, share, comment. Let us know you're there. Uh, we're going to probably give that away. Uh, we'll announce the details shortly about how we're going to give that away, but uh, excited to do so. We're going to talk about the book of James this week. Uh, it's definitely going to coincide with the dark side. You know, this week has been, like you said, this month has been just a trial after trial after trial. Yes. Um, 
but there's always there's always that knowledge of having faith in Christ. He'll deliver you through it. He'll walk you through it. And that's that's all we've got to remember. We've got to remember that he'll never leave us in that valley of despair. No, he won't. And and you know, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that every day that you walk, things are just going to be smooth as glass. There's just some things in this world that are going to get in your way. Right. Now, you have the right and the power to decide if it's going to get in your way and you're going to let it get in your way and create a problem, or if it's going to get in your way and you and God are going to go over it, through it, or around it. You know, and and speaking about the flu and stuff, uh, we've got a sponsor here, Simply Stitch Designs that has been an amazing supporter of Faith in the Evening, and we yes. are so proud and happy of them. They've, they're actually doing some uh, new polo shirts for me, and I feel like I've been very aggravating towards them because I've, I've been in there a couple of times this week checking on my, my shirts to see if they're done, even though they said they would let me know. But I'm, I'm anxious to get them. Uh, they're for my Arkansas So you've been Valor. annoying them. I've been annoying them, and I, they have been I'm so, sorry. so gracious. <laughs> They've been so gracious. I apologize uh, by, <laughs> right now to you folks. But by, by not kicking me out of their business saying, would you just go? Go. We'll, we'll call you. Don't call us. We'll call you. <laughs> That's what we meant by we would call you and uh, contact you to let you know when they're done. That yeah, well. prevents you and keeps you from coming into our store. <laughs> <laughs> but I they would, love you. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm hoping they do because... Uh, they're great people. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. <clears throat> Amanda and Adam Prestige have been uh, fantastic supporters of Faith in the Evening, and both of us are trying to get to either our Facebook or to the Book of James here as we start our study. But um, <clears throat> we just want to take a quick break to recognize Simply Stitch Designs and everything yep. that they do for us here at Faith in the Evening, everything they do for their church community, for the city of Walnut Ridge. They are proud supporters of their local community and just two God-fearing people that, um, uh, you know, I mean, we may not know them on a personal level, but we know them on a business level, and you couldn't ask for two better people. But we're going to take that quick break. When we come back, we're going to look at James, and uh, we'll be back right after this if I can find the button. Searching for a hot new outfit but tired of everyone having the same look? Simply Stitch Designs specializes in custom and personalized designs for screen printing, full-color vinyl graphics, sublimation printing, embroidery, and direct-to-garment printing. Whether it's one item or a thousand, no order is too big or too small. Come by today at 110 Northeast Front Street in Walnut Ridge, Arkansas, or call 870-897-1288 for more information. It's Simply Stitch Designs in historic downtown Walnut Ridge. Simply Stitch Designs in historical, historical Walnut Ridge, where they love everybody but Terrence. No, they love Terrence, too. He's just been annoying them this week. (laughs) But they do fantastic work, and to prove that, when you get your new polo shirts, you're going to show these people. I am. I'm going to show them the quality of the stuff. Uh, you know, the docu-series that I've been working on uh, has been just phenomenal. God has opened some doors for me and for these veterans to be able to tell their stories. And <clears throat> while I do take a lot of credit for it, and, and I, I am so happy and, and proud of this product, it is not because of me. It is because of what God has done. He has allowed me to be that vessel to tell these stories, to show, especially the faith of Mr. Clark, the, the documentary that I've gotten so many film festivals. Right. The man was a preacher for 60 years following World War II. He's been married since 1938 to his wife. Um, of, they married, I believe, they were in 18, 19 years old. So, I mean, it's almost 80 years. Is that about right? No, 38? So, yeah, that's almost 80 years. Of, of marriage together, and that's just that's incredible. amazing. An that's amazing incredible. testament of uh, of God's just blessing on their marriage, of their lives, and for him to see as much as he has, the death and dismay and the suffering, and to use that 
as a launching point into his ministry to be able to to use that experience to talk about and say, yeah. look, I've seen the worst. I have seen the horrors of man. I've seen the horrors that Satan can do, you know, but there is a better way. There is a better way than all of that. And it's just, it's an amazing story. And I'm, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of the accomplishments that that T Ward Media myself is, is is being able to bring that story to the table. You yourself have, have talked about your father's service, and uh, we're we're just I'm praying that this series can can reach out. I've I, you know I sent a couple of emails to AETN about uh, trying to get this this specific one of Mr. Clark to air on television, so that way you know people can see that story and maybe get it more as a launching pad. I've yet to hear back from them, which you know. Win a couple more awards, might be able to do something with it. So never know. But it's the book great, of, it's a great series. It is a great series. It's uh, definitely something. If you want to go to twordmedia.com, you can get more information on it, including screenings. Uh, we're planning an event just to let you know and let everybody else know at the Wings of Honor Museum coming up this spring or summer. We haven't set a date yet. Uh, we're going to bring together all the veterans that I've talked to with Arkansas Valor and their families into the Wings of Honor Museum in Walnut Ridge to recognize their service and to recognize the DVD documentary series. This is actually something the president of the board has asked me if I would be okay with because of the stories that we've been able to capture because it's history. Yeah, All of it is history. Absolutely. It's, it's stories you're not going to find in history books. And that's the key. This isn't the history that you've learned in school. It's not whitewashed. It's not uh, bent. It's not skewed uh, to where it, it makes everybody look positive or it makes America look positive. It's told in truth. It's, it's, it's told, unadulterated. It's unadulterated and it's told by the men and women who were there. So, and that's yeah, the most important part that and, that's true history. And, and speaking of true history and, and history, that's unadulterated the word of God, we've got to look at the book of James here as <clears throat> the book of James is probably something that I can, uh, really identify with most of us can the dark side. We talked about spiritual warfare, mm-hmm. and I think this will tie in nicely with it. Um, I had a huge trying of my faith these last couple of weeks, uh, but you know, I, I gave it to God on Sunday, and I, I feel like a new man because of it. Because when you give God your worries and your concerns, guess what? He delivers you from it. He sure takes does. it off of you. You know, He never asked us to 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 carry those burdens. He wants us to ask him to take them. And, you know, we're, we're going to get those questions asked. People are going to ask us, why do we have to ask God? Shouldn't, why doesn't God just take care of it? Because we are free moral agents, right. as Mr. Clark put it, free moral agents. So we choose what we want to do. We can right. follow God. We can ask him to take these burdens from us, and he'll gladly do it. Uh, there was a, a video of Pastor John Hagee of uh, Texas. He's one mm-hmm. of the big church pastors. Cornerstone down Church. In, yeah. Uh, I don't watch him a whole lot, but there was a video that came across Facebook that really spoke to me uh, about asking, and I may have tagged you in that, Mm -hmm. but it is very, very powerful. Uh, We're going to share that on our Facebook page. We want you to take a look at that because it highlights this this book here. It it what we have to understand as Christians is God is not a puppet master. He is not a dictator. He doesn't. he wouldn't be God. If he was that, he would not be God. He created us to have a free will. We have the free will to accept him as our Lord and Savior, to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We have the free will to believe in him. Mm-hmm. We have the free will not to believe in him. We have a free will not to accept Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior. We have a free will to do good. We have a free will to do evil. That is what makes us the human beings that we are. Absolutely. God 
gives us the opportunity through his grace to have eternal life and to be forgiven of that and the sins that we commit and to live a better life. But he does not and will not ever force that on anybody. Exactly. And, and that's, that's where you know, we, we talked about it in uh, Honest to God series, real questions people ask right. early on into our, our launch of Faith in the Evening. You know, it's, uh, here's the thing. Our faith is going to be tested continuously. And there was something my pastor, uh, Rick Hart, told me, which I go to Cash River Pentecostal Church, and the one thing that he told us is that a faith not tested can't be trusted. If your faith is not being tested, you cannot trust your faith. Right. Because if you're living comfortably, you're not having any problems. Everything's going smoothly. You've not had any hiccups. That engine light hasn't come on. Those brakes haven't started to squeal. Something is wrong because your faith is just like a machine. It has to be continuously well-oiled. It has to be continuously upgraded in maintenance. You've right. got to have new brakes put on it. You've got to have the engine recalibrated. You've got to make sure you're putting the correct gasoline in it. It's just like an engine, just like a car, and you've got to maintain it. That's right. And if if you are not a threat to Satan, he ain't gonna mess with you. No. Why would he? He's not gonna he's not gonna try to trip you up if you're not trying to do nothing. You 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 are the least of his problems. He wants to get to those who really have an effect on people who are living for the Lord to try to stop them. He doesn't have to stop those who have already stopped themselves. That's right. Because it, Frank, you and I have been to, to many places where our faith <clears throat> has been tested, especially wrestling locker rooms, sports <laughs> locker rooms. Right. In anything of that nature, and just in general public, you know, going anywhere, we have had that faith tested because in the wrestling world, for those of you who aren't familiar without getting ourselves in trouble by letting you know the ins and outs, but uh, there is, the locker room is exactly what it sounds like. It is it a is. locker room of testosterone yep. of men who are getting together that most of them probably don't have the greatest relationship with God and some of them who don't. Right. Uh, but it it's pretty, pretty rough. It's rough. And it is a testing of your faith, you know, and I'm, I'm not saying that all the locker rooms are that way. I've been no. to some where I can walk in and everybody's respectful. Everybody right. acts like they've got some sense. <laughs> but it's a testing of your faith when you go into those type of locker rooms. Yeah, let's face it. When you put a bunch of guys together who are going to go out and and beat on each other for fun, <laughs> I mean, come on, that's a different personality all its yeah. own. So, but but look, <clears throat> ahead, I'm sorry. the book of James. Um, let people know what because some people don't. Uh, the author of James. For the most part, most scholars, most people who have studied it, um, they they agree that it was probably the brother of Christ, James, James Christ. I don't know what his last name was, but it was probably the brother of Christ. That's a joke, folks. Don't get upset. <clears throat> it was probably Christ's brother, James. Um, and he only identifies himself as James, uh, the, the servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, the leader of the Jerusalem Council. Uh, there are four people, four men in the New Testament that have that name. And the author of this letter could not have been the Apostle James because he died in AD 44. Uh, the other two were named James and neither had the stature nor the influence that the writer of this letter had. Um, now, James was one of several brothers of Christ and probably the oldest since he uh, heads the list, and that is in Matthew 13, 55. Um, at the first, he did not believe in Jesus and even challenged him and misunderstood his mission. 
And that's in John 7, 2 through 5. Later, he became a very prominent, he became, he became very prominent in the church. So that's where the book of James comes from. Right. And looking at the first couple of verses of James chapter 1, verse 1, James, a bondservant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're reading from the Amplified Version. If you have King James, that's fine. Just try to follow along with us. Uh, to the twelve Hebrew tribes scattered ab- uh, abroad among the Gentiles in the dispersion, greetings, rejoice. Verse 2, consider it nothing but joy. My brothers and sisters, when, whenever you fall into various trials, be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces endurance, leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace. And let endurance have its perfect result and do a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed in your faith, lacking nothing." So let's let's talk about that real that, quick. Well, <clears throat> we'll talk about it. Let me read that in the message version. I love the message version. It says, um, uh, of course, James, I'm slave and uh, of God, the master of Jesus, writing the 12 tribes. Okay, now, verse 2, it says, Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when the tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure... Your faith life is forced to open and show its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let's do it. Let's let it do its work so you become mature and very well developed, not deficient in any way. So these trials are meant to strengthen us, to establish us, to make us more perfect. You know, if we run from these trials, if we push away from them when we don't want I'm not saying you've got to embrace the bad things that are happening. But relax, let your guard down, and let God be that guardian for you. So that way he can teach you the faith that you need to have, the strength that you need to have. It will come to you if you submit yourself to God. And also, when, when when a trial comes at you, whether it's minor, little thing, had a flat tire on the way to work. Oh, yeah. A battery died in the car when you're trying to go to work. Something is as bad as something life-threatening. Yeah. What is the first thing you do? Where's your true colors at? Are you someone who goes, I'm going to run and hide? Oh, I'm going to go ask my mom or dad for this. Or Are you going to get angry? I'm going to get just, angry. I'm going to blame everybody for this. Um, financially, you're having problems. I'm going to run to the bank and get another loan, put myself further in debt. Is that what am I going to do? Or are you going to say, hey, God, I need you. Here's the problem. Your word says you will take care of these things. So my faith is in you, not in my mom, my dad, the bank. It's in you. I'm going to let you take care of this. That's exactly right. And going on to verse 5, it says, If any of you lack wisdom to guide him through a decision or a circumstance, he is to ask of our benevolent God who gives to everyone generously and without rebuke or blame, and it will be given to him, or excuse me, given to him. But he must ask for wisdom and faith without doubting God's willingness to help. For the one who doubts is like a billowing surge of the sea that is blown about and tossed by the wind. So I want you to think about that for a second. And I, I want I want him to go ahead, uh, Frank, to go ahead and look up verse five and verse six, um, and just read that from the message version. Matter of fact, let me read verse seven. For such a person ought not to think or expect that he will receive anything at all from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable and restless in all his ways and everything he thinks, feels, or decides. So five through seven on that one through the message version will kind of help break that down a little bit further. If you don't know what you're doing, 
pray to the Father. He loves to help. You'll get his help and won't be condescended to when you ask for it. Ask boldly, believing without a second thought. People who worry their prayers are like wind-whipped waves. Can I, can I stop you just there for a second? Mm-hmm. People who worry their prayers, it's, it's almost like, God, I don't know if you can do this, but if you can, yeah. will you do this? That's, <clears throat> yeah. It's literally what you're asking. You're, you're not, you don't have faith that the God of the universe can take care of that problem. I love this one. Lord, if it be your will I'm that I be healed. What, what do you mean if it be your will? He said it's his will. By his stripes, you're healed. That's, what more can he tell you? I, I'm guilty of that. And I, 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 I've been guilty of yeah. that. And I stopped myself. Wait a minute. I know it's your will, Lord. And you told me to remind you that you will do this for me. So I'm And the reminder is not for God so, because no. he's forgetful. It's to remind yourself right. that, you know what? He recognizes or she recognizes my power and what I can do for them if they ask boldly, if they right. ask in confidence. Right. And that's, that's the best part is he knows what you need. He knows your every, Look, he knows every hair on your head. He numbered them. Some of you, that's a lot easier. Some of us, it's a lot harder. But that's how well he knows you. What he's wanting to know is, do you know him? Do you remember that he said, ask me? Right. Ask me, not anybody else. Don't think you're going to get anything from the master that way. Adrift at sea, keeping all your options open. That last, that last sentence, don't think you're going to get anything from God, the master, by doing that. Right. Just like a ship that's adrift at sea, keeping all your options open. So you're basically thinking, eh, I'll pray about it, but I'll keep my options open. Right. I don't, I, because I really don't believe he's going to do anything. How condescending does that sound? Uh, Yeah. I mean, but how many times in the Bible does it say that God really doesn't like a man that straddles the fence? Mm -hmm. Or he doesn't like anything that's windblown. Well, you're over here and then you're over there. You're for him, you're against him. You're for him, you're against him. He doesn't want that. Either be all in or get out. He wants some consistency. Right. Either be for him or against him. If you're not sold out to him, sell out to something else. Right. And let let the we're going to continue on verse uh, nine through eleven. Let the brother in humble circumstances glory in his high position as a born again believer, called to the true riches and to be an heir of God. And the rich man is to glory in being humbled by trials, revealing human frailty, and knowing true riches are found in the grace of God. For like the flower of the grass. He will pass away, for the sun rises with a scorching wind and withers the grass, and its flowers fall off, and its beauty fades away. So too will the rich man in the midst of his pursuits fade away. But now if you're pursuing these, in which it's going to continue on here in a second, blessed, happily, spiritually, prosperous, favored by God is the man who is steadfast under trial and perseveres when tempted, for when he has passed the test and been approved, he will receive the victor's crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, for temptation does not originate from God, but from our own flaws, for God can't be tempted by what is evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each one is tempted when he is dragged away, enticed and baited to commit sin by his own worldly lust, desire, and passion. Then when the illicit desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. 
And when sin has run its course, it gives birth to death. Do not be misled, my beloved brothers and sisters. So it doesn't matter what <clears throat> it doesn't matter what what you may be doing. It could be a lusting after the flesh for money, uh, through sexual desires, or through lies, or through right. you know any kind of gain. What can I gain temporarily you're put or long term? Exactly. You know, we're going to take God, put Him on the back burner. We're going to take this that we're cooking up over here and set it on the front burner right. and give it some attention. When you put God in the back seat, when you don't keep him front and center. You're going to give birth to that sin. You're putting a god. Bef- you're putting an idol before God, essentially. Right. And you know that's not saying that. Here's the thing: it, God doesn't want. It's not wanting you to give up Facebook or give up video games. But He wants you to be sensible with your time. He wants you to give to Him what is His. Right. He wants you to enjoy life. He wants you to make the best of what this life has to offer, so that you can reach out and touch another soul. You can touch another human being and show them what life can truly be through trusting faith in in Christ. Through anything that happens, through these trials, through these tribulations. That it's you know the part where it says, "Don't let anybody say God's trying me or tempting me or tripping me up or whatever the case may be." I had a discussion last week with a gentleman who told me if there was a God, why is he allowing all this stuff, these, you know, the, the man who uh, sexually uh, abused all these young girls? The Olympic. Uh, yeah, it was the Olympic Michigan doctor. Michigan State and then the other doctor. And, and then all the death and famine of all these kids and the, and the sex slave trade over in Africa now that's boomed. You know, and all this. Why is God alive? If there's a God, why? I looked at him and I said, really? You're going to blame God? When the Bible says that Satan is the king of this world, why is man allowing all of that? You don't ever blame man, you blame God. But man's the one doing it. How can you blame a God that loves everybody, but yet man is sitting here on earth raping and killing young people and and has the sex slave trade and all this other stuff, and then you want to turn around and say, God, no, Man is doing that. Here's, Satan is doing that, here, not God. And, and I want to back that. I want to back that reinforcement up. If you think about some of the way that praises are given here, oh look, and I'm I'm, I'm not I'm not going to take a side here, but I, I want to use Oprah Winfrey as an example from her television show. She gave away all these cars to the audience members, and again, God bless her for doing that. Right. That was something yeah. that she chose to do. Again, this is just a, an example. Everybody gave her praise and high, high, you know, accolades for giving these cars away to some in the audience who probably could have used a new car. Lifted Oprah up on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Look what good she's doing. Look what good this actor's doing. Other actors in Hollywood or other uh, CEOs of companies. Look at all this money that they're doing. This tax reform. You know, the CEOs of companies are giving all these people all this money and 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 bonuses and in restructures. All of that is going to humankind. As good things. Look what man has done. Look what Congress has done. Look what so and so has done. Look what this company's done. Look right. what McDonald's has done. What Walmart has done. What JCPenney has done. But you make no mention of what God has done. Mm-hmm. God has influenced the decisions of some of these policymakers. Sure have. That will benefit his sons and daughters. Right. But where is his credit? But you wait. The oil rig explosion in Oklahoma. I have a, a mutual friend who's the promoter. Of a, of a show that I'll be going to in Shreveport this weekend who is an oil driller, and he works on an oil rig out in the Gulf. And what's interesting about that is you immediately have a disaster like that, and you'll see all these Facebook posts and all these statuses. Where was God? Why did God allow this to happen? Better yet, 
Why did man knowingly go to hostile parts of this globe and take a risk to build something right. like this? And again, I'm not blaming anybody in, in, the, in that old rig in Oklahoma. No. Disasters happen. Accidents happen. It's a part of life. It's a part of Satan's plan to consume and destroy this world. Right. But we have to look deeply and say, what were these people like? What was their faith like? What were their personalities like? Right. You know, and, and look at that aspect, because if their personalities match with what God has asked us to do, don't shed a tear for them. You know where they're at. But we don't look at those things. We tend to blame God for the bad and, and give man the credit for the good. And it's easy to blame God because, for the most part, God he's not, doesn't he's, defend himself. Yeah, because he, he doesn't not, need defending. He doesn't defend. Yeah, yeah. I, I was watching TV when, when an actor, and I won't say his name, got on and was uh, yelling and screaming about, uh, you know, the new tax breaks for people and everything like that. And he said something that really struck me. He said, you know, this isn't right. You've got these CEOs of the major corporations. And folks, let me tell you something. Unless you've been a CEO of anything, don't talk about CEOs. When you, you don't know what pressure they're under. When you've got 10,000 people that livelihoods depend on every decision you make, then you can criticize what these people do in making three or four million dollars a year. Now, this actor is sitting there criticizing these CEOs for making 10, 15 million dollars a year, but he made 80 million dollars in his last film. Shut up. Really? And that's that prideful nature. Yeah. Uh, you want that arrogance. You, you, you that... want to you want to blame some other guy that's making a living actually doing something, but you're acting in a movie which is in no way gonna affect people. To the, to the extent to that the a, extent CEO, that would, a yeah. CEO would do, and you make more money than him? Right. And then you want to criticize this man? No. If that's not the devil, I don't know who is. Right. And, and moving on, every in verse 17, uh, we're going to take a break after this, this last uh, few verses here. Every good thing that's given and every perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of lights, the creator and sustainer of the heavens, in whom there is no va- variation uh, or shadow cast by his turning. For he is perfect and never changes. It was of his own will that he gave us birth as his children by the word of truth so that we would be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. A a prime example of what he wanted to create or what he created to be set Mm -hmm. apart to himself, sanctified, made holy for his divine purposes. And we look at verse 19. Understand this, my beloved brothers and sisters. Let everyone be quick to hear. Be a careful, thoughtful listener, slow to speak, a speaker of carefully chosen words, and slow to anger, be patient, reflective, forgiving. For the resentful, deep-seated anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God, that standard of behavior which he requires from us. So get rid of all uncleanliness and all that remains of wickedness. With a humble spirit, receive the word of God, which is implanted, actually rooted in your heart, which is able to save souls. But prove yourself Prove yourselves doers of the word actively and continually obeying God's precepts and not merely listeners who hear the word but fail to internalize its meaning, deluding yourselves by unsound reasoning contrary to the truth. I want to tackle this. We're going to take a quick break to recognize our sponsor, but I want to tackle this when we come back. We want to be actively and continually obeying God's precepts and not merely listeners. Remember, just because you go to church on Sundays and Wednesdays doesn't make you any more of a Christian then standing in a garage makes you a car. We'll be back right after this. Searching for a hot new outfit but tired of everyone having the same look? Simply Stitch Design specializes in custom and personalized designs for screen printing, full-color vinyl graphics, sublimation printing, embroidery, and direct-to-garment printing. 
Whether it's one item or a thousand, no order is too big or too small. Come by today at 110 Northeast Front Street in Walnut Ridge, Arkansas, or call 870-897-1288 for more information. It's Simply Stitch Designs in historic downtown Walnut Ridge. Simply Stitch Designs in historic downtown Walnut Ridge, where Terrence gets his polos yeah. done. He'll be getting some new ones in, going to show you folks. They're going to be awesome. Oh, they do everything from chemical etching to embroidery work to yeah. decals, you name it. Those guys do it, and they do a really good job. Amanda and Adam Prestige, it's a two-person team at that building. I think they actually just recently hired somebody to work the front desk. I went in there to order a decal for my for a new cup or for my cup to, to rebrand it. And it's uh, they had somebody working the front counter, so that means a new job, I'm assuming. If it is, congratulations to Amanda yeah. and Adam for being able to finally reach that pinnacle where now you can hire staff to help you That's in, awesome. in your pursuits they're, they're of that great job. People. Yeah, very Good much business. so. But uh, let's let's talk about that for a brief second. Okay. We've got about 15 or 20 minutes left in this in this broadcast. But prove yourselves doers of the word, actively and continually obeying God's precepts, and not merely listeners who hear the word but fail to internalize its meaning. Deluding yourselves by unsound reasoning contrary to the truth. For if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it, he is like a man who looks very carefully at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he immediately forgets what he looked like. Yeah. So let's 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 dive deep into that. I mean, it's you go to church, you hear a message, you know, you're you're looking for that spiritual bread, because man can't live by physical bread alone, but by the right. word of God. You're going looking for that spiritual food. But you go in and you're sitting in your church pew, you're sitting like this, you're hearing it, but are you listening? Yeah. Are you listening? Are you truly paying attention? Now, are you hearing or are you listening? Exactly. It can go in. My, my mom and my dad both can probably attest to this, and even, even my fiance can attest to this sometimes. Did you hear what I just said? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Are you listening or are you are you are you hearing and or are you listening? Which one are you doing? You can hear it all day long, but are you listening and understanding the words right. that are coming about? And part of that I blame on just you know I see a shiny object, a squirrel, anything. Yeah. My attention's gone. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Look, a blinking light. <laughs> right. it, it, it a lot of that. You know, first and foremost, whatever church you go to, God bless you for going to church. I think it's great. If it's a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church, that's wonderful. But And I'm sure your pastor is a wonderful, godly man. But let me just say this. If you're not challenging what he's preaching and looking for yourself in the Word of God to prove he's right, you're not doing the right thing. And let, let me let me piggyback off of that too, because you get into a lot of churches where, um, especially one that I get in, that I'm going to, you know, especially if you're actively listening and you mm-hmm. feel that excitement building as that that preacher or that pastor is is talking, and, and that mm-hmm. that's that is the spirit communicating, that is the spirit talking, that is mm-hmm. not the man, that is not the yep. flesh, that is the vessel of God that is being used in that moment. And like you said, trust that what is being said is the word of God. But you've got to verify by doing your own study, by doing diving deep into His Word. It's right. great that you're hearing that message, and that message may be the catalyst for you to do that. Use Very well that message be. as the catalyst for you to dive deep, like Frank said. And it's because it, it's there's. I'm gonna give you an example. I know everybody knows this saying: "Money is the root of all evil," and it'll what? be preached that way. 
I've heard it preached that way. Money is the root of all evil, and that is false. That is not what it says. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. Because your love has shifted. Right. It's not money. Money in itself, I could take a million dollars, stack it up right now, and set it on this table, and, and say, Terrence, there's a million dollars. But if Terrence doesn't do anything with it, but let it sit there, that million dollars means and does nothing. It can't do anything good, and it won't do anything bad. It's Terrence and his motives and what he's going to do with that money that will make it either good or bad. But, but you're going to do that, right? Yeah, I'll do that later. Because, <laughs> I mean, even, even in the Bible, even in the Bible, the, the story of the men that each get a talent, yeah, which is money, yeah. and they're, they, they're told to do the right thing with it, and the first one comes back and says, here's your talent. You know, I buried it, kept it safe, and here it is. I give it back to you. The others came back. Well, I invested it in this. I did this. I bought that. And here's, here's your talent, and here's more. The third one comes back and says, hey, I did this and this and this. And I did that. And he's, here's even more. What happened? It was the one that didn't do nothing who they found fault with. That, yeah. wasn't, that wasn't the man of faith. That wasn't the man that did the right thing. He buried it and did nothing with it. And tying into that, looking at verse 25, but he who looks carefully into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and faithfully abides by it, not having become a careless listener who forgets it, but an active doer who obeys, he will be blessed and favored by God in what he does in his life of obedience. So think about what Frank just said in that last verse. That's verse 25. He took what he heard, what was invested in him by God, and he used that. If, he, if you use that and you invest that, whatever it is, whether it's singing, speaking, the, just a heart of gold, somebody who loves to care and take care of people, or you know, Frank is in the medical field, anything that God has blessed you with, with an ability, if you were investing into whatever, whatever God has blessed you with, with right. that talent, if you're investing with it and you're turning f- those fruits of labor over to God, you're going to be blessed and favored by God in what you do. Absolutely. You know, this a prime example this series, this Arkansas Valor series, started this in April. Have been to some film festivals, have already won an award for it. This isn't me. This is something that God has invested in me. Right. And then I have taken that investment and I have applied it to good use, just like the parable right. that you talked about. The one who took that that investment and they did everything they possibly could with it. Everything. Putting his hands in different pots, irons in different fires to try to 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 make something of it. He is going to be highly favored, and he was highly blessed with the return of that investment, and that's that's something you will hear about a lot, not only in in, in the Bible, not return of investment. Obviously, that's that's not something you're going to hear. But right. You're going to hear that same theme. So, if anyone thinks himself to be religious, uh, scrupulously observant of the rituals of his faith, and does not control his tongue but deludes his own heart, this person's religion is worthless, futile, barren. Pure and unblemished religion, as it is expressed in outward acts in the sight of our God and Father, is this, to visit and look after the fatherless and keep widows in their distress and to keep oneself uncontaminated by the secular world. So we have to guard ourselves. We have to guard those around us. We have to protect those around us to ensure that they are taken care of. 
Right. God has blessed us with that ability to be able to see the suffering and to act on it, to invest in that suffering with love, with kindness, with patience, with resolve, with the knowledge of what God's Word says so that we can minister to those people and take care of them spiritually and physically. Absolutely. And, and trust me when I say, whatever you invest in these people or in someone or into something for God— Whatever you put in, you're going to get back many, many, many times over. I, I, I trust me when I tell you this. Even with the simple test or the simple duty of tithing, if this week you look up and say, man, I, I've got this bill to pay and I've got this bill to pay, and I'm going to be broke, and you're a faithful tither, or maybe you're not a faithful tither, but you go to church and you try to tithe, trust me, don't worry about those bills. Tithe. God will pay them bills. Those bills will get paid. Trust me. Some way, somehow. I have se- I, I, I actually witnessed this myself in ch- church, and it was probably about 10 years ago. Um, a family, uh, they had two kids, young family, came to church, and the gentleman gave the last $20 they had. I mean, they had no food. He had uh, light, a light bill and rent due. He had $20. And that $20 was going to buy formula for the baby. Okay? And he told his wife, he said, I, I, something is telling me to give this to church. And, of course, his wife's like, are you nuts? You know, and he said, but I'm, I'm telling you, I can't explain it. She said, well, do whatever you're going to do. So he went, they went to church. He put that $20, he put that last $20 in the offering plate. All right? Preacher preaches, choir sings. They close out the service, and they're walking out, and they're walking to their car when one of the members of church ran up to him and said, hey, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't know why. I have no clue why, but God told me to give you this. And he handed that man a check for $1,500, which paid his rent, light bill, some other bills, bought food, and they had money left over. And I, let, me, let, me, <clears throat> let me continue on with that, because I don't want anybody out here to think that, oh, this is a prosperity gospel. If you, if you just, if you can, you can and you will. We're not Joel Olstein here. This is not a prosperity gospel. And I probably just made some people angry by saying that. But God wants that sacrifice. God didn't want that $20. No. He, he didn't want that $20. He wanted him to be obedient. But he, exactly. He knew, God knew that that $20 meant a lot to him and his family. Because like you said, that $20 meant food for their child. He knew that that was all he had. Right. God watched him in his heart deliver that money to the offering as a tithe to God, as a way of sacrificing all he had. That's right. all this man had. He gave God everything he had. Right. God saw that obedience, and God rewarded him. That yep. doesn't mean if you go to church and all you've got is $20 in your pocket, that when you leave church, somebody's going to bless you with a $1,500 check. No. That doesn't mean that. 
Those blessings come at individual times, and they come with obedience to God's Word. This is a man who probably was very faithful. This was a man who probably, I'm not saying attended church every Sunday or Wednesday, but in his heart, God knew he was an obedient servant. And that's, it's not, you, you can't go to church going, okay, I got $20, that's all I got. And I heard Frank say, I was going to get 50. It don't work that way. Exactly. But I'll get Terrence out of trouble here with the prosperity message that he just, he just <laughs> put out there. Let me tell you this. I know a lot of people are for prosperity. A lot of people are strictly against prosperity. So let me speak to those people who are strictly against prosperity. Number one. Jesus Christ in his ministry had a treasurer. And I don't know anybody who's poor that needs a treasurer. Think about it. He had a treasurer. That was his job. He was the treasurer. Now, let me put it to you this way. God asked for 10%. Now, before or after taxes, that's up to you. But he asked for 10%. He asked you to be faithful and tithe 10%, right? You can tithe more. That's fine. If God, or if God doesn't intend for you to have prosperity in your life, not one church in this country would survive because the church is supported by its members. If its members don't have any money, the church don't have any money. It's that simple. God knows Money is how we do things here. And God wants you to have money. But more so, he wants you to do the right thing with that money. Bingo. And that's the exact... That's the key. If you're going to take it and foolishly spend it and not do anything with it and, be, and just waste it, you ain't going to have it. Yep. But if you're going to do the right thing with it, God will give you more than you need. If you buy yourself a big house, God don't mind. That's fine if you can afford it. What, what, but what, don't let it get in the way of you giving what you're supposed to give. Whether that means giving to that church or giving of yourself to your fellow man right. in servitude of God. And that's a part of what James is saying here, giving yourself over to God so that he can use you, so that you can be that vessel that God can invest in. You can be a return on his own investment. Yep. Because if, you, if, if, you're, if you're investing what God is giving you, you're going to receive it back tenfold. Your cup is going to runneth over. Yep. Whether that means with more talent, whether that means with a better job, whether that means with better faith, better mental health, better phys- mm-hmm. better, fi- better 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 physical health. Uh, but that's what God wants us to do. He wants right. us to submit. He wants us to have faith. He doesn't want us to worry. No a worryful prayer is meaningless. No good. He wants no good. a faithful, strong prayer of servitude and submission to Him, so that way He can act. On our behalf. He right. wants us to do that. He wants to act right. on our behalf. He doesn't want us to say, well, God, if you'll take care of this, I'll take care of that. This isn't a 50-50 relationship no, no, with no. God. You have got to give 100% of yourself to God to receive His blessings and to receive His favor. And, and there's and it's hard. It's it is. hard to do that because we want to, we, we, there's times, and I'm sure you can relate to this, you don't want to trouble God with it. He is the almighty creator of the universe. Surely my little problems, he doesn't have time for. That thoughtful, that careless thoughtfulness that you're expressing there is exactly what is going to lead you down the wrong path. You have got to understand who you are in Christ. You are God's son or daughter, okay? 
if there's a problem you would go to your mom and dad with, it's a problem you can go to God with. Exactly. It is. He is your father. He's your daddy. He he loves you more. He loves you enough that he took the only son he had and allowed him to die a brutal, gruesome death because of you. It was the only way he could get you to be in paradise, in heaven with him. So he said, son, you love your children too, don't you? And Christ said, yes, I do. Enough that I'll die for them. But I'll also rise again for them. And he did. He loves you. You can take a hangnail problem to God. God don't mind. He don't mind. There's nothing too small and there's nothing too big for our God. But now remember, and that's the one thing, God wants it to where when you ask something, ask it boldly. Just as sure. it said in the first chapter of James, ask it boldly. God wants it to be able, he wants to hear that so that when he sits at the edge of his throne, he can lean forward and he can listen to that, even looking at the angels of heaven and saying, do you hear that? Do you hear what he's asking of me? That's, listen to that. That's my child. That's my child. And let him act on your behalf. He knows if you're bold enough to be bold to him, there ain't a problem in this world you won't be bold enough to tackle. Well, speaking of bold, we uh, as we have concluded our, our study here on this first chapter of James, we're going to go through the whole book of James because yep. I feel that this is an important series. Uh, this is nothing that we're following. This is all spirit-led. This is all studying it verse We're going to do all verse, 10 chapters. All 10,000 chapters. All uh, 10. <laughs> and then we'll be going to the little-known book of Hesitations. Hesitations. That's a really good book. Just a little levity, a little fun. Oh, but I do have a, a prayer request before Frank uh, closes us out on prayer. There's a lot of you who are watching our, our program here that are from uh, Northeast Arkansas. Uh, just, uh, Trooper Jimmy Danley recently retired from the Arkansas State Police and is a very loved and beloved member of this community. Uh, his wife, Kim, uh, has been by his side displaying some wonderful faith, and I've been keeping up with his health condition. Uh, Jimmy saw me last week at the store. Um, he's like a second dad to me, and most of us that, that grew up with Jim think of him as a second dad. Um, but Jim was experiencing some medical issues uh, that seemed to be gastrointestinal. He wasn't sure what was going on. He was trying to self-medicate you know, with over-the-counters to try to alleviate some of that pain. Uh, come to find out this past week, Jimmy has a has been diagnosed with congestive heart failure. Uh, Jimmy has never smoked. He has never drank. This man is is very uh, very humble, which tells me he is a faithful servant of God. He believes in God. He has often commented on my own faith and things that we have went through. Yeah, uh, I was leaking. Yeah, and his aorta valve. They found out this morning at five a.m. Uh, that he is unable to lay flat due to breathing and, and coughing. Uh, they did some chemical test stress. Uh, or they took him down for a chemical stress test but brought him back because he's unable to lay flat. His doctor came in at 5 a.m. this morning. He is in congestive heart failure, but also his aorta valve is leaking. They will be doing a TEE, a T, to get a better view and see what they will uh, do to repair it probably tomorrow. So Jim is experiencing a very big trial of his faith right now, a, a physical trial, a spiritual trial. His wife, Kim, I, I've got to tell you, some of these statuses here that she has posted. Is he talking about Jim or Jimmy? Jim, Jimmy Danley. Uh, it, it, either way, it's interchangeable. Okay. Um, I didn't know if he preferred Jimmy or Jim. Yeah, Jimmy D, Jim Danley, Jim Dandy, whatever. <laughs> he, he pretty Jimmy much D. answers that to everything. Um, Jim Danley. But I've got to tell you, her faith uh, God has once again given me peace that passes all understanding, and I will give him all the praise and glory. 
If you go through this life with heartache, trials, disappointments, etc., I sure hope you know uh, God, and I know this peace I speak of. It's only through Him. She is being a vessel to Jim right now, and I'm so happy that, that she is in his life, that she is preaching exactly what we just covered in the book of James, and that's kind of why this was heavy on my heart, but um, we definitely want to pray for him. He Absolutely. Is, he is, and Kim, I'm going to tell you right now, Jimmy's going to be 100% healed. In the name of Jesus, he will be healed, I promise you. So That's a guarantee. If you'll all join us, we're going to end this show with our, our normal uh, prayer here with Frank. Frank? Father, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for this time that we can come together and, and read your word and discuss your word and learn and dive deep into the mysteries of your word, Father God, because you said you would reveal those to us. And now, Father, I just pray for Kim and uh, Jimmy Danieli. Lord, I pray right now that his heart, this congestive heart failure, the spirit of congestive heart failure be removed from Jimmy's body right now in Jesus' name. He is your child. Therefore, nothing can come against him. Nothing will prosper. Nothing will hurt him. We claim him healed in Jesus' name. Your word says by his stripes we are healed, and we claim Jimmy to be healed. The aortic valve right now will stop leaking and operate and function correctly now in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, we thank you for all that you are doing and all that you have done. We ask that you bless each and every one who will and have listened to this broadcast, Father. And now give us a great day and may everything we say and everything we do bring glory to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Folks, this is the end of Faith in the Evening for this week. I want to tell you about our Faith giveaway. Faith in the Afternoon. Faith in the Afternoon. We've got a book here, Unashamed <laughs> by Lecrae, we're going to be giving away. Great Make book. sure that you go to our Facebook page. This live stream that you're seeing will be a recorded video. Comment on that video. Hashtag Faith. That's the key. Hashtag Faith. You've got to comment. The person with the most likes on their comment. Now, this is key. So get your friends, your family, if you really want this book, to comment and like that, okay. we're going to give that away next week at our show, whoever has the most Or if you just post on there, I love Frank, he'll give you the book. <laughs> <laughs> he probably <Get> won't. <laughs> Folks, thanks for tuning in. We're so happy. As uh, <laughs> He's happy that we're leaving. I am. I'm really happy. Uh, <laughs> Folks, you have a great weekend. Enjoy it. God loves you. So do we. Say bye, Frank. Bye, Frank. See y'all. <laughs>